Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And today, we've got a fun show in store. First off, I've got my guest is Troy Hanna, a.k.a. the fun sales dude. Say hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. Oh, I mean, hey, Lorraine. <laughs> We're really glad that you're here today. Well, thanks for having me. This is a new experience, and I'm excited about it. Awesome. And um, running the Twitter stream and carefully monitoring our hashtags, we have somebody else at the controls because Allison is winging our way to Florida. Um, Peter Wolfram, our newest team member. Peter, say hey. Hi. Be sure to follow Peter um, at, is it P. Wolf? It's P. Yeah. P. Wolfram on Twitter. But today, if you want to join the conversation, look for the hashtag MTFW. We're going to be talking about customer relationship management. We're going to talk a little bit about Troy's new role at Address 2. And if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear your questions at 805-285-9865. But let's get started. Troy, I know you as the comedy sports guy. Not anymore. So what are you doing now? Sure. Well, Lorraine, I'm the business development manager at, or director at Address 2 now, um, and I was had previously been at Comedy Sports for the last six years, known as the fun sales guy, and I figured I'd better, uh, you know, defend my title as the fun sales guy and move over to Address 2 as their sales guy. And actually try to sell something? And actually try to sell something instead of making people laugh. <laughs> Okay, you don't want to lose the whole last thing. Oh, yeah, that's important. <laughs> yes, it is. You know what? And I completely agree. That is very important. That's why I'm the fun sales guy, because it's fun. And you know what? And sales are important as well. But okay. having fun while selling is best, I think. Cool. Now, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Address 2. I've been a user for quite a while. Um, but why don't you tell folks, because I think some of our listeners are not familiar with the product, a little bit about what it does and why it makes sense for small businesses. Absolutely. Address 2, you can visit, visit us online at address2, spelled T-W-O, dot com, and you'll find out all the information about exactly what Address 2 is, but more importantly, it is a CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Management, and it, the best way to describe it is, is you've got Outlook, you've got emails, you've got your database of all your friends and family, and more importantly, your customers in your business, but how do you manage that? Is it in shoeboxes? Is it all in one place? This system creates that one place for those all to be interactive, searchable, and able to be found. And that's the easiest way to put it into minute terms of what Address 2 really is. Cool. And I don't necessarily want to do this as a commercial for Address 2, but I do think... Great, because I'm bad at commercials. Good, good. We don't want to do that. But I do think that talking about... CRM strategies in general, and whether somebody is using Address 2 or Sugar CRM or Salesforce.com, a lot of these strategies are equally viable in all of them. Of course, you prefer that they use your product. And yeah. <laughs> but let's go back and talk a little bit about um, kind of your introduction to CRM and how you've used customer uh, relationship management software to grow a business. Perfect. And I find this a lot is... I had no idea what a CRM was when I first started in the sales business. Somebody told me once, oh, you need a CRM. And I said, what is a CRM? And they're like, well, do you have an Outlook account? And I said, yeah, I do. And that's what I use to you know, send emails, keep track of clients' information. And I said, oh, okay. 
Well, I was, lo and behold, introduced to this guy named Nick Carter, president of Address U, and he said, what do you use? Gave me the same spiel, and he said, try my system. And I did. And basically, I started out slow. I said, okay, I don't get this. This isn't working for me. But what I found was is that later down the road, every time I put in information, it was searchable. I could find what I needed in a moment's notice, and it grew my business at, at Comedy Sports. So, so, so let me back, let me stop sure. here. You said I started slow. What is the first thing that a company who's thinking about okay, I, I think I want to use a customer relationship management tool? What's the first thing they should do? Exactly what I did. Start slow. Don't jump in because it's going to be overwhelming. I, I jumped in and immediately started putting in data, putting in data, putting in data, and lo and behold. I had this huge database, but it was kind of imported wrong. What I encourage uh, you know, fellow small business salespeople to do is, is that the very first phone call you get the day you sign up for your address to account, put that one in your system. That's it. Start at the very beginning. You get a phone call, it's from a new contact, maybe it's from a referral, put it in your system. The next phone call down the line, put it in. Later on down the road, when you're working on a specific project, say let's you're working on the next, you know, the next sale, if you will, and you've got it all written out in a, you know, a folder or whatever. As you're working on that sale, put it in your system, and that's the easiest way. You just get acquainted with the software itself, and it, it's the most useful way to know that you're doing it right instead of immediately putting everything in and being completely overwhelmed. And I think for people that have not used um, a CRM software, what they may not realize is it's more than just your address book. Yes, you can put in name, phone number, email, the basic stuff, but I think what you're talking about is some of the categories and special fields. Taking the time to really figure out, do I need to sort my contacts by the fact that they their job title? Do I need to sort them by the industries that they're in? And um, uh, that, for me, is the hardest part of uh, even managing my own sure. CRM. Because once you put people in categories, you can change them. But if you don't, if you don't think about it up front, the database isn't as valuable. Correct. And again, that goes back to really taking your time at first, and then by the time you you get through it. Hopefully, you've got it organized exactly how you want. And that's kind of what I did. We sold three different options, or four different options at Comedy Sports. We have our regular ticket sales. We have our workshops that we do for individuals. We have our corporate shows, but then we also offer training. And so the easiest way was to segment those four lists and then go in and minutely change them a little bit. So if I had a corporate training seminar that I've done, you are considered a client in my book. Mm -hmm. But if you've contacted me, we have a great relationship going, and it just wasn't the right time, you're a prospect in my book. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for instance, that you're a prospect, and I've got this giant list of prospects that really want to buy, but they kind of want to see it first. They want to really experience it. We have an event where I would offer you a, like a mini version of our training seminar, I would simply go into my CRM, go in and look at our corporate training seminars, and then I would be able to search our prospect list. Pulling up that prospect, prospect list, we would have 20 prospects. I would absolutely right there have, number one, their name, their company, when the last time I would talk to them was, but more importantly, I would have 
their email address where I can create an email specifically to those 20, 10 people and say, hey guys, I know you've wanted to buy and you've really thought about it. Well, why not try before you buy and come to our free seminar on January 7th? Mm -hmm. And it just goes out to those specific people. It's a more uh, strategic approach to really reaching out to your customers. And I think that kind of um, strategy goes along with where marketing is going. It's, it's the personalized message. It's not an email that says, hey, you're getting this email because maybe you came to one of our events or maybe you talked to me or, or, or maybe I stopped you on a street corner and you gave me your card. It's a very, um, very, very targeted. And what we see is the more targeted, the more people really pay attention. And the less they think it's spam. Absolutely. Um, and I'll give you an example. We have done, we've built 150 plus websites over the last four years. Um, and I went through my database and sorted it by anyone who was a former client and the product was web. And then I eliminated anybody who wasn't local. Because we're going to be running these refresher classes every month just for people whose websites we've designed because we know the platform. I sent an email to, it ended up being 63 companies. I got the list by sorting it through my, my CRS address too, but I got it by sorting through my tools. I took these 63 people and I sent them an email. My typical open rate for my newsletters is 17 to 20%. Mm -hmm. and, and that's across the board. And that's across the board and that's actually pretty good. My open rate for this invitation that specifically said in the subject line, we want your your website to be better than when we built it. I would have opened it. We're, um, in, and we set it out right at the beginning of the holiday period, but I'm at already 50%. Which is astronomical compared to the industry standard of open rate emails. Absolutely, but it was a very specific message to a very specific audience and we got called. Correct. Lorraine, I think one of the, the, the biggest things that I have out there is, is, you know, in our brief moment, and today is week number two for the listeners out there, poor Troy at address two. However, I've been a user. I've, I'd love to find out as soon as, as soon as the holiday's over, I'm going to start researching when I actually logged on to address two for the first time. <laughs> but the biggest issue is, is that what we're talking about is I would love for you to sign up for my product, product address two, and I would be more than help, more than happy to help you get involved in a CRM. And catch that I said a CRM. Uh, for the listeners out there, please, if you have a small business, get a CRM. Mm -hmm. I'd love it if it was mine, but I'm a person who wants to help, and I'm fun at helping, so I hope that they would come to me and ask me for that help. But more importantly, I want to see small business succeed. And if it's with my product, awesome. But if it's you succeeding with a CRM, awesome. Cool. I want to just uh, interrupt real quick and just uh, do a shout-out and say hello to Harrison Pager if he just joined the chat room. Nice to see you this morning, Harrison. Um, if you guys have got questions, you can either put them up on Twitter um, using the hashtag pound, MTFW, so we can find your comments. Peter is typing away, so I think he's putting some updates out there. Um, we'd love to have you join the conversation. Coming back to this, um, so I get my, my names and my addresses, and I start to put people in categories. Mm -hmm. What kind of things can I do with 
um, a CRM that I can't do with Outlook. I mean, because, because I got, I, I, right, I've got Outlook, uh, or I have, um, I've got a contact list in, in my Gmail. Sure, and what most people do. So why, why is a CRM so important? Well, besides having that contact information, you also have searchable information. But more importantly, you have information that no longer is circles and pie graphs written in a, you know, unorganized chart that you could lose, number one, but it's more organized and it's easily, let's, let me put it this way, when somebody would call and ask information about booking a show with comedy sports, obviously I'm not that fast of a typer, but I would write the initial information down on a sheet of paper. Great. I have that. It's my secondary backup. You know, I can immediately pull that out if I'm on the phone or in the car, I mean. But what I also have is I have my CRM where literally if I get off the phone and I say, okay, XYZ potential client heard of us through Harrison Painter, for instance, mm -hmm. I would go in and immediately tag that account as Harrison Painter referred it, which is awesome because I can send Harrison either a tweet or a thank you card or maybe a million dollars just to say thank you, Harrison. But I know that came from him. And further down the road, two, ten years from now, what if Harrison has sent me 80% of my business? I'm good. Number one, if he has, that's awesome. But what is, you know, I want to take care of the people that are taking care of me. And how am I going to have that searchable written on a piece of paper that every year I'm probably going to file away in my 2010 sales records book? Absolutely. Um, as a business owner, um, one of the things that is really valuable to me about having a CRM tool is when it was just me, I could remember the conversations. I had I had visibility on everything that was going on in the company. But Roundtech isn't just me anymore. Nope. And um, so I've had different people that have talked to customers. I have different people that have made made commitments, uh, put notes in to follow up. And um, what if they're not there anymore? Exactly. And the other thing is, like you mentioned, it's all in your head or on a piece of paper. Number one, what if you left? Mm -hmm. Number two, what if it was all in your CRM and you could empty some of that headspace or head trash that we talk about a lot and not have to remember it. And literally on Monday morning when you get into the office on your task list, and that's something we haven't talked about yet, on your task list is a reminder to A, call Lorraine, and a reminder that she's going to be on my blog talk radio. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, for example, um, uh, a lot of people that listen to the show know um, uh, new Jay Mattingly. Sure. And he um, was very visible. He was out in the community. And he left and went on to do something else a few months ago. I jumped into Address 2 the other day, and I was pulling up his reminders and his notes. And I was going through the prospect folder, and I found half a dozen people who we had talked to about web design and social media. And because he wasn't talking to them any longer, and they weren't on my radar screen, they were going to fall through the cracks. Well, suddenly I sent them invitations to seminars. I know what they're interested in sure. because I have his notes. And it's now tagged under you. And now one of them actually has already registered for one of our spring classes. So the continuity and the relationship is with the organization, not the individual. Absolutely. And that's, you know, luckily I've had my CRM in place for three years at Comedy Sports. So it was a hard decision to leave. 
However, like I had said earlier, I'm a helper, I want to see people succeed, and I know I can do that through address too. And so I'm able to literally say, yes, comedy sports, unfortunately I am moving on, but guess what? Here's a database of 24,000 things that I have been working on, mm -hmm. and I feel confident in leaving that with them. So hopefully it'll bring on you know even more clients. They know what I've done in the past. Now they know who who I need to follow up with. That may have been interested this year for a holiday Christmas party, but just we weren't able to move fast enough. So maybe in instead of October like we did this year in August or September they can reach out and touch that potential you know contact and say hey we saw that we weren't able to quite touch base or you know connect and get this done this year. It's early. Let's get it done and we'll take care of you. And, you know, I think um, one of the things I like about CRM tools is the fact that you can customize how you interact with people. Um, I, uh, and especially when you tie it in with, with email, with an automated drip campaign, we had one eye doctor who <coughs> literally, uh, when you got your contacts, you got put in as, you know, new patient and as a contact lens patient. Mm -hmm. And... You got um, a start date, and on your start date, every 30 days you got a reminder if you were an extended wear contact user, hey, it's time to change your contacts. It's time to change your contacts. Sure. And it, um, and you can, as you're building your customer base, you don't have time to touch every single customer every single month, but you can if you can put them into to buckets. And I think that's really the lesson is um, how do you de decide what buckets you put people in? Sure. I think uh, the term tossed around our office, which I think is great, is setting up triggers. So yes, we may want to remind them that a, you know, hey, it's been 30 days, change your contact. It's been six months, it's time to reorder your contract contacts. But it, it, that personal touch of, oh, you know what, that's great. You know, I would say, you know, it would be great. I would encourage anybody in the world to have a CRM because I even use it for personal things. Like if I've forgotten to change my wife's oil in her car, mm -hmm. that immediately goes on my task list. It would be great. Everybody in the world needs a CRM, but let's be realistic and talk to the small business owner. And you can create those little touches that make your clients feel like they're taken care of. And I think the, uh, the key for a business owner is really to look at your customer's life cycle. Sure. What are the what are the events that trigger? Um, I had a florist who, um, you know, she would talk to brides before their wedding. Well, after their wedding, she would get their husband's email address. And at one month, six months, and twelve months, like a week before, sure, he would get an email that says, "Hey." Your one month anniversary is coming up. I think our rosebud is a lovely way to say I would marry you all over. And um, then click here and it goes right to the web page where they can buy. And they probably set up their email account. It's a simple login. They're, hopefully, their credit card information is making your customers have an easier experience as well. Well, and, I, and the thing is that the reality is. Most of us are doing this from my phone. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm getting your email and I'm on the fly and I'm like, wow, my anniversary is next month, or, or God, my anniversary is Friday, and I have, <laughs> I have no time, 
oh, I can do it right hey, from here. We're talking a little bit too close to home, and it's yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> but I, I, you know, and and I think if you've got a product that is, um, you know, it. it if there's a natural rhythm. Now, it's wonderful if all of your customers are in the same buying cycle like Christmas. Sure. But for things like weddings, flowers, and eyelashes, everybody's got a different schedule. And I think being able to put people in categories that way makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, let's talk a little bit about the specific ways that I use it as the sales guy for, for comedy sports. We would... Comedy sports is one of those things where we have public ticket sales, which is awesome. We use that. We use it as, you know, sending out our monthly emails saying, you know, hey, this is what we have going on this month. Specifically, though, my job at Comedy Sports was to bring in our corporate clients. You're going to have a Christmas party at Comedy Sports this year, but you know what? I would almost prefer that you go see Married to Magic um, next year because mm-hmm. I want you to have that great experience of keeping on um, supporting other small local businesses. But then two years from now, hey, you know what? We've got this new Christmas show that we've developed at Comedy Sports. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to set up that trigger in my system that says, hey, remind Round Peg in October. Hey, I hope you had a great time seeing Mary the Magic last year. Um, we just developed a new Christmas show called Christmas Carol. Um, it's all about improv Christmas carols. Come see our show this year. And then maybe next year they'll go back to Married to Magic because they probably got a great show next year. Cool. And I think that's the thing is that when you start with a, um, a CRM tool, you're investing in the long term. Mm-hmm. It's not just about selling this week or next week. It's really about kind of the long, the long haul, building a foundation. Peter, we got any questions? Not yet. We're okay. still ah, well, it's a quiet morning. Um, it's Christmas week. Yeah, everybody, everybody is out shopping. Um, one of the other things that uh, a good CRM tool will do, and you kind of touched on it just a little bit, is tasks. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk about how you tie tasks to contacts or to groups of contacts? Sure. So you basically, it's you've got your contacts. Our CRM also has an email, the uh, email campaign manager that you can also add on. But more importantly, I use my tasks as a daily basis. So I am a type A personality where I literally have everything laid out. And one of my biggest pet peeves is an inbox, you know, an email inbox full of emails. Oh, you're a Michael Le- a Reynolds devotee. Correct. Yay, I love another email name. Correct. So if I see that email inbox full of emails, it, it, it literally causes me anxiety. I can't stand it because I want those emails categorized. I want them to know what I need to be doing at all times. If I've got calls that I need to be making, they need to be in a system that tells me, A, hey, it's 11 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. I need to call Amy, um, you know, with Terry Hall Biz, which, you know, that's what we're here for. That's we set up tasks. If you have a task, Basically, in our system, you can go to Task Manager. You'll see our task on there. And number one, we can, we can time it in our system. So if it's 11 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, you need to call Amy. Perfect. It will pop up a reminder. Call Amy in 15 minutes. And the other thing is that a good CRM tool is going to have a reminder tied back to the record. So when you make that call, you can immediately update the record. Correct. And it's all trackable. It's all right there at your fingertips. And again, it goes back to the stress-free living of 
I don't want to say forgetting about it, mm -hmm. but being reminded about it later down the road. So, you know, a week from now, you're not going, oh, I was supposed to call Amy. Oh, I didn't call her. Your system's going to pop up and say, hey, call Amy, or hey, send her an email and thank her for the conversation you had before Christmas and hope that she had a great holiday season. Cool. I'm going to jump off for just a minute because I have a question um, about Here Too, which is an add-on product to Address 2. Um, Harrison Painter wanted to know if Here Too was live. It wouldn't let him register. Are you guys still playing with the uh, location service Here Too? Harrison, I just used that this morning um, at Paradise Cafe with a great meeting I had. I know that it does have some bugs in the system, I believe, but it is being worked out. I used it, um, but I, I don't know, maybe since I work there, I've got special privileges. Just kidding, Harrison. But I know that it does need a little bit of work, and, and once the holidays are, are through, we'll, we'll get to write off that. So one of the things is um, uh, with Address 2, there are some nice little plugins. There's uh, Here Too, which is a location tool. You also have, um, I can't remember the one that plugs into social media. It's our social media plugin. There's a social media plugin. So, um, which is which is one of the newest things that he literally that Nick and Chad just added this week, and it basically again boils down to tracking things. You can send social media updates from a record. So if I want to, you know, make sure that I talk to Harrison about here too and let him know when it's up, and I want to put it on his Facebook page so his listeners or mm -hmm. his followers can that may use or may not use our system know. I can track that I posted that on his Facebook page under his account. And that, that really is sort of that next uh, iteration um, of uh, where, where some of the communication is going. Yes, there's going to be phones. There will always be telephones. Oh, People like to talk on the phone. There will, there, there's going to be a place for email. But there's a lot of conversations that are now going through social media. And, um, you know, I pop on to Hootsuite or Twitter, and I can see – Who's talking now? But it's really nice to also be able to go on to um, my address too, and while I'm in your record, just open up your Twitter stream or your Facebook page and see at that moment what are you talking are you about. On? And so uh, having multiple ways to make those connections. Um, we are running out of time. Um, if there was one thing that people should do next year, beginning of the year, if they have a database to take it to that next level, what should it be? Well, obviously, it's going to be address2.com. That's us. But more importantly, like I said, just getting started in ACRM is going to help you build your business, whether that be address2 or something else that's out there. Getting started in being able to track your stuff track your, your, your contacts is the best way to always stay in contact with your customer. You want to be reminded of things, but also more importantly, it's the holidays. Let's forget about things for a week and be able to walk into your office the Monday after New Year's and go, oh yeah, I probably should send Lorraine Card saying thank you for having me on Blog Talk Radio with you. Absolutely. You know, and we've got just a minute, so I'll tell you a funny story. The very first time I was supposed to have coffee with Nick Carter, mm -hmm. Nick Carter stood me up. That's right. I almost choked on my coffee. <laughs> and I'm sitting in nothing but noodles, and I'm frustrated because I don't have a cell phone number. I can't call him. I don't know whether he's coming or not. And I'm thinking to myself, darn, it would be really convenient if I had that information. And these days with a good CRM tool, 
with a um, now you know with a smartphone interface. Um, my entire business goes with me wherever I go. Absolutely, and you're not carrying around a giant binder with all your client information. I'm not carrying around a giant binder. I'm not carrying around a deck of business, business cards. cards. So whether it's that I need to get a hold of someone or if I'm sitting face-to-face -face across the table from someone and says, do you know someone who, at my fingertips, I can find anyone, make connections, move my business forward, um, and, help and, and help other people. And in this age, it is, it's all about information access. And I think that's where CRMs are really kind of playing a role. Absolutely. Awesome. Troy, this has been so much fun. It's a blast. Thank you so much for um, for listening. If people want to listen to your blog talk radio, you guys will be on the air starting in? Starting the first Tuesday in January. I think that's January 3rd off the top of my head. And you'll be able to tune in on every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Specifically in January, we'll be focusing on small business networking face-to-face -face networking, networking groups that are out there, and ways to maximize yourself when you're in a networking situation. Awesome. And I'm going to be a guest on the 10th. Um, Peter, you did a great job on the board today. Thanks, Peter. That was a thumbs up. You probably didn't see that. If you have enjoyed today's program, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, social media, and more, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.